Hi, this is Delta Junior, and you're listening to Wrestling with Altitude. Welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and joining me on this episode, I've got Raven Thrash. Raven, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I'm uh, hanging in there, doing just fine, all things considered. Uh, I think the outlook for the world is doing a lot better than we were uh, about a year ago or even a few months ago. Uh, so that's a, a good thing for everybody. But uh, so the first question I've got for you out of the shoot, how did you uh, get introduced into this uh, wacky world of professional wrestling? Um, I was introduced to wrestling around the early 2000s. I think it was about 2003. It was just something that I grew up watching with my dad, something that we had in common. We had a lot of things in common, but I was like, our main way of bonding was through wrestling. And so he would take me to shows whenever they'd come around. It was really awesome just growing up with all that. There was a time that I, like, stopped watching. I used to move around a lot, so I, like, started getting new interests. So it was, like, a good two three years that I wasn't watching. But as soon as I, like, started watching again, I, like, tried to catch up on everything that I missed. And it's been – I'm still trying to catch up to this day. Like, I missed quite a bit. Um, and it's just been – it's been – Quite the adventure, going uh, from just watching wrestling to yeah. actually being able to. Uh, I'm sorry, you cut out there for just a second. So from watching to uh, actually being in it, I'm assuming what what you said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, gotcha. it's been like an adventure just to go from like just a fan to becoming a pro wrestler. <laughs> right. Uh, so a couple things uh, that you mentioned there, I want to dissect. Uh, so. Um, Catching up, uh, you know, from the the parts you missed, uh, how are you doing that, and how are you finding um, uh, it go? Is it going to to catch up? Are you able Are you able to fill in the the, the pieces that you missed and make it up, make it all sense here, to you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm able I'm able to catch up here and there. Just watching different stuff on YouTube, some stuff popping up on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. anywhere that it pops up. Um, that's usually how I've been catching up. Because uh, I haven't been looking up like specific dates or anything, but yeah. like when something pops up, like one of the years that I was not watching, oh, I try to watch the whole thing because it's nice to like be able to watch something that has like how to explain. Basically, <clears throat> watching something that ha- has already been out there for a long time, but it's new to me. Yeah. It's always so interesting to watch because everybody like everybody knows exactly what's going on but like <laughs> because I'm catching up, I'm like holy shit that's what happened yeah okay cool oh now I know what people are talking about yeah yeah so true uh do you do you find it uh 
when you're uh, doing this, uh, trying to catch up, do you find you're going down some uh, rat holes? And then also, do you find it that there is just so much to consume? Oh, 100%. I get nostalgia <laughs> all the time. Um, just to like, I'll watch stuff and it'll remind me of like times watching with my dad and all that stuff. Just watching stuff back, I look at things so different now that I'm a wrestler. Just like now I know that what goes on. Yeah. But it's everything. It just gives me like all this nostalgia just watching older stuff. Yeah. Uh, so when you uh, first uh, started uh, watching it there with your dad and, and everything, and going to shows, uh, who was it that uh, enamored you, or who was it that you that you caught your eye? Like, who was your favorites? The first person that kind of caught my eye, that got me hooked onto wrestling, was The Undertaker. Okay. Um, just watching, like, as a little kid, watching all that stuff, and, it, like, that's the one character that caught my eye immediately. So I've been watching ever since, so he's been my favorite, like, since I started. And just watching him progress, like, his character and everything, like, from back then, from when I started watching and, like, before I was even born, just watching all that evolve, it was it was really awesome to watch. It was truly inspirational. Yeah. Good. That was going to be my next question. You must have been reading my mind. So now that you're in the business, uh, are there people or things uh, that that you like to uh, study, per se, to, to inspire you, to give you... Uh, some creative ideas or, or thoughts of things uh, that you'd like to uh, try uh, there in there for you in the business? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I get inspiration from everything and everyone um, and just making it my own. But yeah, I find huge inspiration and in not just the women's wrestling, but the men's wrestling too, because there's characteristics and there's just small things here and there that I really like yeah. that I don't typically see men do or I don't typically see men do, just performers in general. So I definitely get a lot of inspiration from a little bit of, from everybody. Yeah. Anyone that I work with, anyone I'm around, and TV wrestlers, any any anybody really, I can I can get inspiration from anyone. Yeah. Is there is there been at least uh, like one thing that like sticks top of mind when when you think about that that somebody has uh, inspired or said something to you or you've you've watched something that is just like that aha moment like I want to use that or that's going to be really helpful for me to, to drive me in the business. Oh yeah. 100%. Like I said, there's like so many inspirations, like the, um, one of the biggest inspirations for me and my character since I started out was Lisa Marie Varen. Okay. Um, when she was era and TNA and Victorian WWE, she was one of my biggest inspirations because she was so different from everyone. And I had different inspirations, like starting from WWE, TNA, anywhere um like there was like lita like i always oh, my style was always very alternative uh compared to everyone that i was always around so like people that would stand out to me that's who i would find as inspiration okay yeah great that's 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 fantastic um so what was the trigger what was the th- the uh thing that happened when you said to yourself i want to get in the business what 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 happened there there was just so many sparks, like it wasn't something just specific. Okay. There's just like here and there that'll just like, it'll catch my eye. It'll just light up that spark of interest that makes me want to, you know, constantly want to keep going, pushing myself to better myself, you know, just reach towards ultimate goals. Um, yeah, it's 
it hasn't just been one specific thing. It's because for me, things just kind of light up randomly or in, just in spurs. It, it isn't just like an ongoing like inspiration. It's just kind of random, I guess. Okay. But I think that's what makes it great because it's because I'm just some days I'm feeling uninspired to like do a lot of things or you know keep going, and then there's just that spurs that kind of picks me up. So I think that's always great. All right. So, what was that uh, first step uh, into the into the business? Uh, how did you get your uh, uh, you know inquire about getting uh, started in the business? Uh, you know, did you look up uh, training schools, uh, contact other uh, wrestlers or promoters, things like that? What was that first step for you? What What did you take? Um, it was. Not what I expected. <laughs> okay. Because I was showing I was showing a friend that's not into wrestling. I was showing them wrestling videos, wrestling stuff, and they had mentioned that they had a friend that that is a wrestler and is in the state. Oh. And so they inter- they introduced me to them, and so we started messaging back and forth. She sent me some of her stuff, and then she told me that there was going to be a show coming up, like in the upcoming week, and to go check it out. Okay. And so I was really excited because I've never been to like an independent show. So it was my first like indie show, and I was in love as soon as I walked through those doors. It was awesome, and the the wrestler that kind of just kind of introduced me to wrestling, like in the indies in Colorado and all that stuff, was actually Unholy Trinity. Okay. Um, and she's been inspiring me and wanting to follow my dreams. So she actually helped me get my foot through the door um, with. Rocky Mountain Pro back when they were NRW. Right. Okay. So that's, yeah. uh, was so that like, the first? Yeah. Two days cool. or so after the show, I had my tryout and I, and I joined the school. Okay. That was, that was going to be my question. So that was the, uh, first school that you, uh, that attended was the, uh, um, in the, for, uh, NRW back in the, the day. Yeah. Like I didn't even know, like, that's how I was introduced to it. I didn't even know there was other promotions or other schools or anything. Okay. And as I started, you know, training, going, helping out at shows and all that stuff. And then right. I saw that there was uh, Primo's, which is the current company that I work for. And I started seeing that there was more companies and it was all truly just really inspirational just to see other people like me that were so interested in the business and doing what you love at a level where anyone can do it. Like it was really inspiring for me and it made it made me more hungry to learn and just keep going. It was definitely inspirational just seeing the different promotions, how everything runs. It's been really interesting lately. Oh yeah, definitely. I I would uh, agree with that. Uh, so along that same lines, uh, who was uh, like some of the uh, uh, first uh, trainers that uh, got you your first uh, bumps per se? <laughs> it was quite a few people. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, when I started, um, they had just had milestone. Okay. And that's like, the, as of my knowledge, that's the like biggest event of the year. So we had like. New faces. We had workers from the show, trainees. We had all sorts of different people. So there was a lot of people there. Um, I did my tryout with Matt Yaden, mm-hmm. and it was definitely interesting because honestly, wrestling is the hardest thing I've ever done. It looks, well, it doesn't look easy, but 
it was not what I expected when I actually got in there and started trying stuff. Just because I had a completely different idea of what I saw on TV to what you actually do in person. Right. What 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 was that? Uh, what was the uh, what was your preconceived uh, uh, notion of what it was going to be like, and what was what was different, and what was the same, maybe even? Oh, everything was one hundred percent different. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was not what I expected at all. Because, um, like, I came up and was trained by Nikita, Yaden, Anaya, like a lot of these people that I grew up. Uh, well, not grew up, but. I started out started w- from. watching watching in the indie scene. Yeah. Well, like it's not it wasn't even much of watching on the indie, oh. indie scene because um, right. okay. like I said, I I just went to that one show. Yeah. And I joined the school immediately like a day or two later. So like I hadn't seen any of them perform prior to the event. Okay. Like getting taught by all these people and then watching how everything runs in the business, whether it be from training to shows set up, tear down everything. It was nothing of what I expected. Just because I was so used to seeing like on TV, like everybody, like they had a ring crew and all that stuff. And it's like, in the business, you are the ring crew. Mm-hmm. You are the performer. You're everything. And it's not just showing up, wrestling and leaving. Like I would, I didn't know about any of that prior to joining the school. Yeah. So that was definitely interesting and like eye opening of how things run. And it just gave me a bigger appreciation of, what goes on in the business and like how the business goes right yeah yeah in the in the independent scene you don't have a dedicated uh staff or a a dedicated crew like you said just doing the ring stuff instead it's everybody has to uh chip in or you know help with a little bit part of this or that you know depending on what the needs are for that particular company show week day hour minute whatever could be happening uh currently oh 100 percent, yeah like all hands on and like if if you're not there to help like why would you even be there yeah honestly because it's like you're never done paying your dues and that's something i was told from the very beginning yeah and that's something that i now as well i help tear down i help i help set up i help with everything anything that i can because you really aren't unpaying your dues ever yeah you help because you got to try and make sure that the the show runs more smoothly right yeah and and, and speaking of uh things like that uh, too uh recently we had a uh, iwc uh, legacy show and uh you uh got to help uh, i saw you uh your role was uh um, security. How how was that uh, big uh, security for a show? It was interesting. <laughs> I hadn't done that in such a long time. Yeah. Um, but like I said, even if you're like, even if I'm not on the card, like I will help out how I can. Cause yeah. We got to make sure that the show runs as smooth as possible. Yeah. Um. So I was originally there helping out with the ring crew, and I did ask if I could help out any other way. And they gave me a staff shirt, and they told me your security. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm ready to spear. I'm ready to spear someone if, if they really, if they're really trying it. Like, I don't mind. Yeah. Like, it's for a living. Why not? <laughs> um. So it was definitely interesting, just running because I was running all over the place. I yeah. was running basically from the back to the front, and just making sure the barricades were good, making sure everyone was good. Like, it was. I was just basically on my like. I had to be alert the whole time. Yeah. So it was definitely interesting because I, I'm usually behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, so I don't usually, I just have to worry about like 
the match, the show, and all that stuff, but have to worry about, like, the audience and making sure nobody gets hurt and all that stuff on, like, the other side. Yeah. It was definitely an experience I completely forgot about. Um, not that I don't, like, think about it beforehand, but, like, just having to make sure that everything, everyone's good since everyone did a lot of dives and all that. Oh, yeah. And make sure the barricade was good. The barricade fell a couple times, so that's why, I, like, I was, like, I had to run up there and fix the barricade, make sure no one got hurt. And, like, even when you're telling them to get out of the way, there's those really stubborn fans. They're just like, nope. <laughs> and it's like, you're, getting, you're, about to, you're about to catch a wrestler. That's what you're about to do. Yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely interesting, having to, like, do security and all that stuff for a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was quite a few uh, dives at that IWC Legacy show, uh, uh, especially towards the beginning of the show. They really wanted to go out and get the, the crowd hot. Oh, 100%. No, like, first match, like, immediately, they're already on the outside, and I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, we're starting already? Okay. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and, like, we had fans trying to give them chairs, like, from, like, what, what they were sitting at, and it's like, those weren't even foldable chairs or anything like that. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, like, you need this chair to sit down. Like, stop it. I get you're trying to get involved, but stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh so getting back to the uh the the rest uh, the the wrestling training. Uh how long was it from uh you starting uh your training to getting your uh first match and uh do you remember who your first match was uh with? Yeah, I actually I started back in 2015. Okay. Um I trained for about a year, but I had some some health issues that didn't allow me to continue. So I took about like a two-year break. Um, so I never got to debut my first time around. I did train. I learned a lot, and I took that with me anywhere I really went. So I was able to get back in the ring little by little. Um, I had gone to Extreme Gym, which is where the butcher shop was. Yeah. Uh, I got invited to a show, and um, when I'm not wrestling, like whether it be for health issues or whatever's going on, uh, I get really depressed, so I don't like being around it in that moment because I don't get to be a part of it. Yeah. It's just like a mental that I'm constantly dealing with. Um, and so coming back, I talked to the provider, and I had told him that I was interested in just doing like a one-night only just to get it out of my system. Yeah. And that one-night only has been going strong for a couple of years now. <laughs> <laughs> so I lied to myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I came back. Um, I believe it was in, I came back to training on Ju- June 1st, I believe, yeah, June 1st, and I actually debuted July 1st, so it was about a month in, uh, after coming back, I was already, uh, I took everything that I learned right. at, um, at Mercury Pro Wrestling Academy, and I really worked my butt off and just tried to constantly be there, just, you know, get my reps and get bumped, and just get, just basically knock off that ring rest. Yeah. And I was able to have my debut match a month, yeah, about a month back from from coming back basically from that, like, two-year hiatus. I trained for about a month and was um, already in-ring ready. So they just helped me, give me the tools, and just helped me out so I can perfect what I do and be able to perform. And my first match was actually with a girl that I had been training with that whole month. Um her name was Azir. I believe that's her. That was her in-ring name, and it was it was our, a first for both of us. So I didn't know what to expect because my original match, uh, my original debut match, was actually going to be Sage Sin. 
Um, but she had gotten hurt in a death match prior, like the like her back got hurt in a death match prior. Like it was in that same weekend. And so I'm like, cool, I'm in the hands of like a vet. So I like, you know, knock it, it won't be as nerve wracking. But, you know, change the plans, cart's always changing. That's something I, I learned on the spot. Yeah. So it was definitely interesting to wrestle with someone that had a lot less experience than I have training wise. Yeah. Because she had just started training three months prior. So it was definitely interesting to work a match in front of a live audience. Um when when I personally didn't feel like I was at that point so I so I could like just lead. Yeah. I was expecting to get if it, if that makes sense. Yes, that was so what I was, was gonna definitely... ask about is you know, how did you feel about basically you were gonna have to lead, uh even though um, you not may not necessarily be ready for that position. Yeah, no, like, I have this mentality of, like, okay, I know how to work, I know how to do this, 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 and this. Like, this is going to be easy, especially when we're working with someone that's been in the business for so long. Yeah. And then to, kind of, like, have that switch, like, in an instant. Like, immediately I took the role of Mama Bear and I led that <laughs> match. I tried my best. And honestly, the match was pretty good, especially considering how, like, it was both of our first matches. Yeah. And just the experience is so different from just training. Like, I didn't expect that or prepare myself for that. So when I got there, I I had this, like, tunnel vision of just, like, it's just me and you. We're going to work this match. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I, I completely forgot that there was a crowd out there because it's very weird for me specifically. Like, as soon as I enter through those ropes, I can't really hear anything on the outside. Yeah. I don't know if that happens to other people, but that's how it's been like with me. Like just recently I started being able to hear stuff from the outside commentary and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been easier to work the crowd, I guess. Yeah. But like when I first started I definitely just had tunnel vision and I didn't like I didn't focus too much on the crowd. I just focused on the maps, spots and everything like that. And like of course I've evolved a lot since I started. So like I work so differently now and things just feel they feel right. Yeah. Whereas they probably didn't like my first few matches because it was definitely something new. I was because before prior to starting, I actually used to have stage fright, uh-huh. so it was definitely interesting to be able to perform in front of other people. And like, I think that's where the tunnel vision comes from. Yes, was because I was because of the stage fright because I was so afraid of performing in front of people mm-hmm. and just being public speaking or anything like that. Like, I was completely uncomfortable with that. I had stage fright. It was just. It was I had to do a 180 like on the spot, um, and that definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone and to wanting to do stuff that I do now. Yeah, well, I want to ask you, and this is going to be I think for the listeners and even for myself as well. Uh, I have been in the ring, you know, maybe a a couple times, but nothing really necessarily um, professionally. And I I I feel that, like you said, what you mentioned the 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 tunnel vision it's it's hard to necessarily see or feel anything outside of that that ring sometimes you get little bits and pieces that kind of poke holes through and things like that how how did you feel how do you how did you feel that you got uh, over it to be able to get that experience because we do know wrestling 
um, the the match needs to feed off with what the audience is is giving you. Uh, so how did you? Uh, what kind of things did you do to uh, to to kind of get over that to to let the the tunnel vision uh, you know dissipate and then also too you know in that same lines like you said the the straight this the stage fright. How did you uh, how did you work through that? Any any tools or was it just reps? Uh, you know how did how did that happen for you? I don't know. I think it was just getting into character and just getting completely different mindset. Okay. So it's like I feel me behind the curtain and then like this is another persona to where it's like this person doesn't have stage fright. Like they can go out there, do the show, whether it be in front of five people or 5,000 people. Like I think it was just like this character that I would, you know, that I w- it would just like a switch would turn on and all of a sudden everything was just like okay and gone and like the yeah. insecurities and everything was just kind of left behind the curtain. Yeah. So I didn't really focus too much on like the people or anything like whether it be negative or positive mm-hmm. like i went out there and like because i wasn't like that switch had turned on like i would go out there with all this confidence and like it made me just feel so good just being in front of all those people performing and just because like i mean i may have not been able to like hear people but i did see people and see the reactions of people and seeing kids smile and all that stuff like it really gave me an inspiration to want to keep going you know, whether it was me being a healer or a face, like, it made, it gave me purpose, I guess. Like, it really, it, it inspired me mm-hmm. a lot to want to continue and want to keep going. And just pushing even harder, like, because I, I feel like I was tiptoeing and just kind of like, instead of just going in the waters. So it definitely made me want to like, you know, dive in there and like really get the crowd going, you know get in there, just do everything that I possibly can to entertain those people yeah. because I may, I'm, we're making memories. Like this is what people are going to remember from that match. So like they paid them, they paid money to come see you, see everybody else that's on the card, like give them, give them their money's worth, you know? Right. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Now, um, let me ask you and forgive me if I uh, step out of bounds a little bit. So, so basically you feel like, um, in your in your your matches sometimes that you are aware of things happening outside of the ring with the fans and things like that but you're not fully able to absorb it until you get that that release of oh we completed our match and we got through it and then it, and then it gets you that gets you that high gets you get you that uh you know that natural high to uh, you know <laughs> oh yeah no for sure like yeah um because uh, now I can like I can hear everybody I can see everybody like I feel like I can finally connect with people okay uh, I felt like I couldn't before so like now like just hearing them and feeding off of the crowd and like seeing whether, whether they like something or not like it gives me fuel to want to keep going or like yeah. you know be an even bigger heel like really play dirty when the ref isn't watching or like really get the crowd behind me like it all really depending on whether I'm face or heel yeah. but like regardless not I can finally feed off of the crowd and like, you know, that adrenaline really comes in handy because like everything hurts. It hurts a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so like for me to be able to push through that match and like get into the back of the curtain and like be okay yeah. until the adrenaline wears off, like, like it really gives you a nice high. Yeah. Like from the audience. Like I actually really love that now. Yeah. Like I didn't think about it too much before when I first started, but like, it's great. I freaking love that. Uh-huh. 
So so it sounds like too a lot of uh, repetition in in this case of getting some matches uh, or matches and or even if you are quote unquote valeting for somebody it, it's it's really definitely helped you a lot. Oh, one hundred percent. Like for my debut match, I actually had a valet. Yeah. Which I found I find so hilarious now. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> because I never expected. Well, first of all, I never expected to valet or to have a valet. <laughs> so it was very interesting um, to have a guy walk me to the ring. <laughs> um, so that's that. I, I just find I found that hilarious now. But back then, it's like it helped me out so much because I was so nervous because they wanted me to pull a promo and all that stuff. And it's like I was already nervous enough about the match. Yeah. And yeah, sure that I'm that my my opponent's safe. And like on top of that, I had to remember like, well, because I, I like we never have scripts. As, as like for me, I've never had a script. Yeah. So it's like it was just on the spot. Yeah. So like starting out, that was very nerve wracking. Like now I can pull promos and all that stuff. Like that's fine. But back then, it was definitely very helpful to have Games Master uh, valet me to the ring because he pulled an awesome promo because we were um, resurrecting the women's division for Primo. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely interesting. I just I thought it was funny because I like I because I, I'm so used to seeing girls valet the guys. And to have a guy valet me, I just thought that was, it was definitely very interesting. It was a game changer for sure. Yeah. That's... Like the confidence boosted, like just having him in the ring and like trying to help me cheat and all that stuff. Like I, I really felt like I was part of something, which I was, but like just finally having that feeling, like it felt amazing. And it, I think it just feels better, like feeling like you're actually a part of something instead of just kind of showing up, doing the thing and then just leaving, not talking to anybody, like, just feeling kind of cornered or, or, like, just alone. Yeah. Like, I've never had since I started. That's been great. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, along, kind of along the same lines, or maybe just a parallel of uh, reps repetition, uh, you know, so far uh, in your uh, your wrestling career, who have been some of the favorite people that you've uh, uh, been, a- that uh, you've enjoyed working with? In the in the ring, or even outside of the ring. Did you repeat that? Did you say safer? Favorites. Oh, favorites. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, there's been quite a few that I've wrestled that um, that are definitely favorites. Um, one of my favorite opponents for sure that I wrestle the most frequent is Tyra Rusumi. Uh huh. Um, just because we wrestled each other so much, so we know each other's moves that kind of like the back of our hands. So it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna reverse that real quick. So it's. <laughs> We, we we because we've wrestled each other so much like we know how to get under each other's skin like just really like get each other going <laughs> especially God, it's always great i've had many people that i've shared the ring with that have been awesome to work with um working with people like tigress um it was definitely such a huge learning experience wrestling tigress because i wrestled her for i believe my third match yeah and i was still so nervous and like I, I was, it was just nerve wracking for me and she really made me feel comfortable. So from that point forward, I felt more comfortable working, whether it be on the spot or planned spots, like anything, yeah. like she really gave me that confidence to go out there, get the best show I possibly can and not overthink it. Cause I think that's a big problem that a lot of us deal with is the overthinking. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot of fun with, with Tigress, Tyra, um, Ali Gato, um, 
there's there's been so many like i can't think of right now but like i'm pretty sure i'm gonna remember as soon as we hang up um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there have been many greats uh and i like recently i just wrestled big guns and he's been like a mentor to me yeah so that was like a huge honor to be finally be able to wrestle him like i've always wanted to either be like in his corner or wrestle him once at least yeah. before you know i hang up the boots which isn't coming anytime soon now <laughs> <laughs> So it's definitely been great to share the ring with a lot of these really awesome people. And I hope to continue it and just, you know, see new faces, get to work with people I find inspiring that are not retired yet. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to, like, the future and, like, the people that I get to finally, like, meet and work with. Because I've met and have got had the honor of working with a lot of people that I grew up watching on TV. And to think that we're friends now, it's really intense. Like, it's really insane. Yeah. Me. Well, you know, along that same lines, you were you were kind of almost leading me to ask you, and I, I, I normally do anyways, who is it that you'd like to get into the ring with? And this, you can, you know, this can be anybody, anywhere, anyhow, you name it. Let's uh, see if we can make it happen. Definitely a lot of people that I grew up watching, like, one of my dream matches for sure is Lisa Marie Varen. Um, I believe she's retired now, which makes me really sad. But, like, she's one of the people I'd like to share the ring with. Her, Angelina Love. Like, there's so many people that I'd love to share the ring with. Yeah. And it'd be a huge honor to, like, be able to, like, get the opportunity. I'd love to finally wrestle Sage Sins since she was supposed to be my debut match. And I hear she's coming back, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. There's so many people that I want to work. I'm really looking forward to working with people that I... I'm going to work in the future. I'm just really excited to like get in there and like still be able to follow my dream and do everything that I want to do. Yeah. Like specific names I can't really think of right now just cause like everything's on the spot and then I yeah. drop links a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Uh, but you know, like I said, I recently, like I'm going to think of all these names and everything like as soon as we hang up and I'm going to be so upset. Yeah. I'll probably message them to you though, but you'll still be able to know. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to put one out there for you since you since you mentioned it and it's uh, great timing and uh, people uh, spoiler alert if you have not uh, uh, watched the uh, most recent uh, tapings for uh, Rocky Mountain Pro but uh, got a little stirring of a uh, unholy trinity so what about unholy trinity? Oh, I can't wait to get in the ring with her. <laughs> she is <laughs> she is the person that. Like I said, she basically yeah. helped me to get through the door. And she's actually the person I trained with the most Yeah. Uh, when I first started. So I'm like, now to hear that she's back, I'm so excited to finally get the opportunity to wrestle her. Now that I'm working shows and now that she's back, yeah. like, I think it could really be some awesome magic there. Yeah, I would, I would uh, agree with that. I think that would be... Uh, uh, definitely fun to see both of you uh, mix it up in the ring as well. Uh, so you know, kind of transitioning uh, from there, uh, when it comes to, uh, uh, say, the women's wrestling, which is always definitely at a premium when it comes to, you know, all of the, the companies, um, what is your take on the state of affairs uh, when it comes to women's wrestling, um, especially locally? 
You kind of cut off for half of that. I couldn't okay. hear that. Did okay. You All right. Let me let me let me ask. Okay, I'll ask you again. So, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is when it comes to women's wrestling, um, how do you feel that the state of affairs is for women's wrestling? Women's wrestling, especially uh, locally. You know, do you feel like it's on, on on the rise? Do we need to see if we can get some more uh, women uh, trained to, you know, it, it really expand and explode uh, this roster? you know, of women that we have locally? Because like I said, it seems to be just at a little bit of a premium right now. Oh, 100%. We're on the rise, for sure. We constantly have women that are training that we're inspiring people at shows. I have people come up to me and asking me how they can, you know, get to do what I do. And I find that really inspiring because I never thought I'd inspire someone or somebody would like me in like in the ring after I was just like, a total heel to someone, but to have them come up to me and wanting to, you know, learn how they can get their foot through the door and like, because they want to do what we do. Like it's truly inspiring. And honestly, I think we're, we're on the rise, whether it be a Rocky mountain pro CSW Primos anywhere, mm-hmm. like we're starting to get, more, we're going to get them trained and we're going to, you know, have awesome shows to them. I'm really looking forward to it. The women, not just the women's division, just in general, Yeah, wrestling in Colorado, it's on the rise. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, and uh, too, I, I I would like to see, and I don't know if you agree with me. I'd like to see a little bit more than just the one token match per se, uh, per wrestling show of, of a women's match. I would like to see at least at least two. I mean, would you agree with that? Oh, 100 percent. And we've yeah. had that in the past, and I'm looking forward to it happening in the future. Mm-hmm. COVID took a huge hit on like my not only my bookings but bookings for everybody else. Right. And there's a lot that they're not even allowed to wrestle anymore. So, like, it kills a lot of the momentum that we have going. So, we're like, now that we're slowly easing back into it, I'm excited to see the product and, like, the different people that come up. Just because it's it's so nice to have, to be able to work shows in general. Yeah. It's really, especially with, what everything, with everything that's going on. So, I'm excited to see the new people that are coming up. And I'm excited to, you know... Terrorizing people. <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay, so uh, you know, uh, you just like I said, you just keep on leading me the entire this entire uh, interview here. Uh, speaking of terrorizing, uh, what do you have uh, coming up in the future that uh, people should be uh, aware of? That it doesn't matter who is in the ring with me; they're gonna get terrorized, <laughs> and I'm gonna make sure push them to their limits. I know, sure as hell, I pushed, I pushed big on his limits, and that's somebody that I never thought I'd be able to. So, I, first of all, I love intergender wrestling. So anybody that, that's in the ring with me, I always have a blast with, because creating magic and just really, like, getting the crowd's reactions, feeding off the crowd, like, everything's so great. So I'm, like, really looking forward to, like, what the future has in store for me. And we do have a lot of things, like, coming up, but I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, so okay. you just kind of have to keep it out. <laughs> oh and 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 speaking of that uh uh you know first of all before we uh close and put a great exclamation point on this uh episode i do want to thank you for coming on uh but people wanted to of course like you mentioned uh follow you stay out there on the uh social media uh where could they do that um i'm on a few social media platforms i'm creating some more just because everything's so limited right now with mm-hmm. A lot of community standards and just everything that's going on with certain social media platforms. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure everything out. 
um, if they want to follow me on Instagram, it's Raven underscore Thrash underscore official. And on Facebook, they can follow my page Tarantula. Uh, I believe the ad is Tarantula Pro Wrestler Official. And I actually just made a TikTok not too long ago. <laughs> so it's like, it's like it's it's small things here and there that I'm starting to learn from other wrestlers, just from people in general. Yeah. So on TikTok, it's uh, at Venomous Vixen sixteen, and it's I'm I'm actually having so much fun on the app, like it's crazy. <laughs> um, I'm still working on the Twitter and everything else. I'm trying to set everything up. Just because those are accounts that I don't visit as often, so I'm right. trying to like revamp them and just get everything, you know, going. Yeah. Um, and right now I'm like we had talked before. Um, hopefully I can get my store set up for pro wrestling tees because I have a lot of stuff in the works. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a lot. It is definitely a lot to 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 manage out there on the uh, interwebs. I I I feel ya. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, 100%. I yeah. interwebs too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you never know. Am I terrorizing? <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I'm not wanting to for now. So yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm up behind just terrorizing. Exactly. All right. Well, Raven, I want to thank you uh, for uh, once again uh, coming on to uh, this episode of the Wrestling with Altitude, and I will be uh, seeing you in the future. Oh, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Once again, a big, huge thank you to Raven Thrash for coming on to this episode of the Wrestling With Altitude podcast and introducing herself to all of our fans. Check her out in each and every one of those uh, companies and promotions that she's at. Follow her out there on the uh, social media to find out when that is going to be happening. And speaking of uh, happening, so let's uh, talk about what I got to experience this past week, my week in review for the uh, what I got to experience, and that was uh, Rocky Mountain Pro's uh, Never Broken event, uh, one of their big events that they have throughout the year with that one, uh, Aces Wild, Milestone, Shocktober, and Never Broken led up to the name Never Broken, so it was very cool to experience that. A lot of great matches, a lot of great shockers, and things of that nature. But if you guys haven't watched yet, uh, so uh, you can still uh, subscribe to Rocky Mountain Pro's uh, Twitch channel, and you will be able to see that uh, right now. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait until it gets uh, edited and everything uh, for the consumption on the, all those other uh, places such as the uh, Fight TV, the YouTube, and the etc. But what do I have in my view for coming events? And we don't have anything uh, this coming uh, weekend, but uh, here in a little, short little while, a little bit more than a week away, uh, we've got uh, a few events. We've got Two, as a matter of fact, on the same day, uh, we've got uh, Colorado Springs uh, Wrestling is having their uh, Batter Up uh, event. And if you want to get uh, tickets, uh, head over to Colorado Springs uh, Facebook page, message them, and you can get uh, tickets for there. Of course, uh, still with the uh, guidelines, uh, limited uh, seating is available. So act quickly. Additionally, Rocky Mountain Pro is having their next set of uh, tapings uh, the same day, uh, Saturday, April 10th, 
and you want to get tickets to that, head over to rmpwrestling.com, click on the events link, or also click on their uh, Facebook page, or even uh, check in and get notified on the Eventbrite app as well. And then we also should give some love out to uh, Primos Premier Pro Wrestling. It's back. It's bigger, better, and choppier. April 24th at the Watering Bowl. Uh, you can get uh, tickets now if you just head over to their Facebook page as well. So lots of uh, wrestling. Wrestling is back. And I'm just going to say, if you guys follow me out there on the uh, Instagram, uh, wrestling is forever Anyways, that's uh, fun. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, let's uh, give the uh, Trending Topics Network uh, some love. If you like this show, subscribe to their feed in any of your podcast catching applications of your choice. You'll hear other great shows as such as this one, and those would be All Beer Inside, The Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling Cheers. Want to get in contact with this show? WrestlingWithAltitude.com is the website. Podcast at WrestlingWithAltitude.com is the email address. Facebook of Wrestling With Altitude and Twitter of WrestleAltitude. Support the show by a t-shirt, please. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Row. And as always, I want to thank you all for listening and having fun wrestling with altitude.